Welcome to the Primal Priestess Podcast. It's been a long break since I've recorded, but honestly, it's because I've been busy living. And it's all happening so fast over here, but I did set aside time to create a dialogue for you that I find incredibly important. Marital dynamics and sex. After many years of hiccups and blocks and frustrations, my husband Mason and I committed in the beginning of the year to make 2023 the year to clear old wounds, traumas, and conditioning around sex, and to finally get the pleasure and depth we've been craving. Join us today as we finally open up to share what we've been learning, where we've been at, the evolution of our dynamics, what it's taken, and of course, an invitation for you and your partner to do the same. Finally, today you'll also hear us talk a bit about the epic course we're taking led by Kim and Nami called Coming Together. It's been the most expansive leap we've ever taken, and we are also inviting you to join us in the live version of it starting April 20th. If you want to read more, head to the link on the show notes. A little disclaimer that this conversation today is centered fully around sex and probably not best suited for little ears. So if you need to put some headphones in, go ahead and listen to this music while you get them ready. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I'm do an intro, so. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, this feels so silly to talk about so formally because I feel like we've obviously had so many talks over the years and months and now to like be like, how do we summarize multiple years of conversations into one hour and share the nuances without also like... I don't know, there's obviously some stuff I'd like to keep private. Well, it'll be as formal as a laptop on a pizza box in a hotel room <laughs> will be, so. Yes, yes. Coming to you live from our first um, our first child-free time in, in five, six months. And we're here to talk about sex. Although, I wish we were having it instead, but. Well, we'll see. Okay, I think really something that I want to break down is that I think a lot of people are like, okay, I'm having good sex. We're having, this is the thing, right? I'm having quote unquote good sex. What is good sex? Like what are you having it every day and both people are orgasming? And is that the parameter for good sex? Right, like it can be fun and it can be how things start out maybe if you don't, if you're not doing a lot of inner work to really expand that. I think that was why it was actually I've been wanting to do coming together with you for years, but it felt almost like weird to, it felt hard to bring it up because we were having sex for a while. I mean, like every day, every other day, and it was always quote unquote good. So to be like, I want to invest all this money in this course Mm -hmm. was just like, I mean, obviously it wasn't as good because I wanted to do the course, but that's the thing is like, I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on. Like I just knew I knew there was more and there was, I mean, there was some stuff going on. Let's be real about that. Like there was a lot of me, like, I really love to have sex, but getting to it felt like such a challenge. Yeah. I think a lot of that too. And a lot of what used to be was just sex in like the physical form. There was no, nothing past like physical touch and penetration in the realm of the bedroom and having sex, right? Yeah, sex felt like like a different world. Like we're like we have our marriage and we have our parenting and we have our family and our home, 
and that's like on one side and then like our sexual relationship is like a completely different realm that we could like literally go in and out of <laughs> no, no no pun intended um we could like go we could go have sex and then like never talk about it like we would like become different for a while yeah and like totally. ne- never even talk about it never acknowledge it well i think that was like one of the first steps to our growth was like these little like yeah after after sex chats that we would have and like kind of like what worked what didn't and not like a full breakdown but just like literally like a dialogue after yeah. having sex rather than just being like all right and high five let's go to bed <laughs> like <laughs> okay so this is where we come into like um you know what was wrong was that there was there was no like communication Mm -hmm. we were i mean we were we were but we weren't and i think like that's the hard part that i'm like really trying to get to is like you don't know what you're missing until you have something else and then you look back and you're like oh shit we were missing a lot Mm -hmm. um i thought it was really quote-unquote normal to just like every time we have sex, like I have to go through like an hour of mental gymnastics of being like, do I want to do this? Do I not? What's my programming? What am I healing from? What's my conditioning? I know I want to be with my partner, but like there was like so many gaps. Like I I could not come into my body. I could not like be with you. Like there was just so many spinning thoughts. And so this is kind of where it was interesting because I was really at this point, this is when I was like just telling you what to do, right? Our quote unquote reviews or chats after sex or the next morning with me being like a like a checklist of everything you did wrong and everything that you should do different next time. Well, yeah, and I think too on that, a lot of the times you would go through those mental gymnastics on your own, like when we were first together and dating yeah. like for the first few years. And then eventually you finally started speaking them out loud to me so we could kind of like talk to them and work to, through them together, which didn't actually, I feel like, work through them together, but just brought them up and sometimes made things harder. And uh, that too, like illuminated lights, it illuminated a light, <laughs> sorry, on um, like what I should or should not do. And then just the idea that, okay, she told me one time that this doesn't work or that this does work. And then like aiming for that each time, like every day is in a different fucking experience. <laughs> right. Like, let's get really tangible. I'd be like, I don't like it when you just like come in here and kiss me like that. And then like, I didn't like it in that moment, but I want it the next day. And so then it felt. Yeah, I love tiptoeing. Yeah, you were tiptoeing around me. And then I was like giving you all these instructions and what's wrong and what's right. And you. And then you started treating me like I was. Yeah, it created fragile. a mold for me. And yeah. I was like, okay, she exists in this mold. And then I didn't like it even more because then, yeah, you were treating me like I was fragile and like everything you could could have been doing was potentially wrong. And then I'm like, wait, and it, it was kind doing of, nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. You were doing nothing for you. You weren't you weren't like moving from your cock and your embodiment into like the space. You were like you were showing up to the space as if it was already broken and wrong. Mm hmm. And like, what a fucked up frequency to show up to sex with, like, (laughs) right? And yeah, it it actually spun me out more to be having those conversations Mm -hmm. because then I'm like, okay. And I'm like listening to the podcasts and I'm reading the books and I'm kind of like dissecting why I have all these gaps. And like, then I'm trying to micromanage them and control them. And they definitely spun me out. And I think we didn't have, that's really why I'm actually like epically promoting this course is because it it literally gave us the container 
right, with the edges and the boundaries. And it wasn't just like me intaking information and then sharing it to Mason. Like it was like both of us showing up open, ready to do the work. Um, but what I learned I needed had <laughs> little to do with me telling you what to do and very little with um, sex at all and everything about how you show up and how I show up to the relationships. Cause this is every day. Yeah. This isn't about sex. It's has nothing to do with sex. No sex is just like a product of mm. how we interact throughout the day. Sex right. is just a product of how we interact throughout the day. Well, there was something to I that. I feel that. like, yeah, there's something to that that I feel like you were kind of throwing out a lot more that I wasn't fully understanding or I wasn't just like acknowledging it in my own realm because I feel like after a while of going through all this stuff, like we'd come into the bedroom at night and then sometimes like you'd want to have sex and I wouldn't. And I thought yeah. like that was new to you and you'd be like, well, what the hell? <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I just didn't like how you, you acted today. And it just kind of set, it upset me and I don't really feel like connecting with you right. and having sex based off of how this energy was without like setting some space to clear what we had gone through during the day, maybe, you know? And like how, yeah, it's like, so, okay. Boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, boundaries are a big one, right? And it's like how, how you allow each other to, how we allow each other to treat each other. And even the fact that like you were allowing me to like t boss, I don't want to say allowing, I mean, if you're listening to this, like grain of salt here with allowing, um, but you were like allowing me you were agreeing to be in a relationship with someone who like bossed you around. And then I'm like, we're showing up to sex. And in all reality, what I ended up learning was that I needed to actually be making no decisions and I need to surrender, mm -hmm. but I couldn't surrender. It's a, it's a juxtaposition because I couldn't surrender until you showed up confident and safe. It, yeah. Lots of moving pieces here. Yeah, we obviously created that dynamic together through years of relationships, right? Like we, we cultivated this backwards kind of agreement, right? Yeah. Of me not making decisions or you not liking the decisions I make. And so I change them to, I bend to your, your whim and your emotion, which I've learned is not the way to go. Right, right, right. <laughs> How many years do we have to play that game? And I think what really a big pivotal moment of this journey was my free was free birthing Elijah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, birthing both of the children was really big, but I, I love, I always say like you birth the way you fuck, you, the fu uh, you fuck the way you birth. And it's very, very true because, um, like sex for the feminine, um, you meet edges, you meet pain, you meet the intense desire to control, to change, to force, to tell yourself how to do it the right way. And um, in both situations, the, the greatest gift you can give yourself is surrender, which isn't um, always, I mean, surrender doesn't mean just like lay back and do nothing. It's just like literally turn your mind off and let your body lead. Fall into trust. Fall into trust. And you you created that in the free birth, right? So mm -hmm. I remember we were just talking about birth the other night and how Every night. Uh, yeah, every night. <laughs> I talk about birth a lot. <laughs> I love it. But this is okay. This is why I love it because it's just like sex and this beautiful idea of like of like there's so much intensity. And what does it look like in that intensity to stop fighting it, to stop thinking you need to do something with it, to stop thinking that it should be working through you a different way, that your thoughts should even be different and literally just like laying there and being obliterated by it and being okay with that. And actually that in birth is where 
where I found pleasure. And you held the fucking line in birth. You stood there, you sat there, you tended to me, you smiled at me when I was spinning out. I remember being like, everything is wrong. And you just were like smiling at me. You were like, you were so, I mean, you can tell me that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like we talked about before it's boundaries. Right. But it was like a, a container that I had created in my own head, which I feel like I'd never done before, but it was easier for me to create that container around birth because I knew it was like a limited time frame, right? Yeah. Like it was only going to happen for so long, but I was able to just like set all of my bullshit aside and be like, she's going to go through the fucking ringer today. Like it's your job to stay here. And I think I told you, I was like, it's my job to hold joy. Like that's what I said that day. I was like, Miss, this is my job to hold the joy here. Cause I know you're not going to be experiencing much of that. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of times where you would be going through it and crying and screaming and bleeding and moaning. And I couldn't just, I couldn't help but just sit back and smile and just witness you through the experience. Like, this is it. Like, here she goes. Like, look at her go. And to hold it and just know that it was my job to just be okay. And that's literally all you needed me to do is just be okay. And, I just needed you to be okay in my intensity. Yeah. And what does it look like to take, ooh, full body And it was chills. easier then because, like I said, limited container right. versus every day. But what does it look like <laughs> to take that and to take that, that blueprint that you just said, that template of showing up to birth and take it to sex? Take it everywhere. I'm going to, right, take it everywhere. But, like, it's especially sex. Like, I'm going to be, you're like, you said it, you're like, you're going to be cry crying and moaning and you might even be in pain and you might be doubting it. And, like, and for you to just be like, and it's not going to just sit there and be like, yeah, you know, you're in pain. You better like it. But it's just like, I see you in this fullness and, like, you're safe. It's like I like, absorbed it. Like, yeah, like, we're going to keep going. Yeah, it wasn't just like watching you and being like smiling because you're in pain it was like no i was i was we were like synchronized like i was so absorbing it for yeah. you i was taking it from you and when you showed up in birth that confident and that able to hold me i think that's really when the floodgates opened for me in sex postpartum where i was like okay like maybe he can hold this intensity here and i remember i mean Oh, we're going to get so personal. I can't believe I'm putting this out to the public, but like, hmm. <laughs> like the first, you know, for years, um, you know, anytime in, in sex, my cervix would be even slightly touched. Um, I would be like, this hurts back up, get out of here. Well, like horse or, kick me out. Yeah. I would like horse kick you out. <laughs> and then, um, even if it was, you'd say, you know, it's like an accidental position, you know, she, everyone knows what I'm talking about here. Like you get a position shift and it just is, it hits that, it hits the cervix and, and either I would like get so mad at you or I would completely shut down and cry. And I, you Rumble. probably felt like you were did something wrong, but inside I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Mm -hmm. So this is probably one of the first edges we started exploring where I would be like, okay, like let's go into that space. And like, what does it look like for me to not to surrender here? And it's not like, this isn't masochistic. I'm not like put myself in pain, but like, is this pain or is this intensity? And am I terrified of my own intensity? And well, it's easier to be afraid of something that you haven't you know. explored, right? Than to be able to learn how to embrace it and sit with it. Oh yeah. Especially in something so potentially intense like sex. Yeah. And we had never created the space, yeah. right? That was safe and available to do that. Well, and that happened week one, Kiminami, week one. 
<laughs> without giving too much away. Yeah, without giving too much away, um, we we went there that night and just even like we had, I mean, it was probably two, three hours of conversations and massage and touch. And like, we really, we did frequency work first. We attuned the container. We really went there. And I think I sobbed for 20 minutes um, after sex. And it wasn't like, it was so beautiful. It wasn't in pain. It was like, and they were gut, like this isn't like light crying. Like this was like guttural, like I'm, yeah. I'm tearing up thinking about it right now. Like it was something that had been in me for years of like not feeling fully safe in sex. And I just was like laying in bed and I remember curling into the fetal position and it was like these deep guttural cries. Um, oof. And that was like, oh my God, everything just started changing after that. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, sex was always, I mean, it wasn't always the exact same, but it was like, there was a little bit of hands, maybe a little bit of mouth, you know, like uh, penetration, ejaculation, orgasm, it's done. And like, I feel like after that first time that I really allowed myself to have that emotional raise and you held me in it, you did not, right? Like I started crying and you weren't like, oh my God, like, what did I do? And you didn't start shaming yourself. You literally just held it. And you were like, you were so okay with seeing me in that release. And it felt so safe. I didn't have to worry about you being okay and allowing. I didn't, yeah, it was beautiful. Right. And I think sometimes even me from years ago, like if I was listening to this podcast right now, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Like <laughs> he held you through like, what the fuck, what does that mean? Like, like he yeah, literally put my arms that. around you and held you like, mm, like, yeah, like I did, I did that, but it was more just like coming at you and being like, yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit like this is intense not like saying those words exactly but like feeling that within me and just knowing that it's going to be okay and this is like a necessary step in allowing you to fully express yourself without me trying to change anything yeah i wasn't trying to change anything i wasn't trying to fix anything i wasn't trying to help you go through it i was just witnessing you yeah literally holding you and just kind of like telling you like i see you like i wow (laughs) like this is that's, I love you. And that's really the definition, you know, if if you're in space with me at all, you're going to hear me use the phrase holding space a dozen times. And this is really what holding space for someone is, you know, and if this is new in your marriage, just try to grasp these concepts of like, what does it look like to show up to your partner exactly where they're at with no need to change, fix, correct, save, hero them. Can you literally just see them where they're at? Maybe they're projecting all over you. Maybe they're like, you did something wrong, blah, 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 blah. Can you just hold that? Can you hold the space while they go through it? And what happens? And it's not like this defense, like I didn't do anything wrong. It's just like, it's witnessing them. And like, maybe you didn't do anything wrong. Maybe you did. Very often those things are nuanced, but like when you can just hold your partner in that, like that created so much safety for me. And then all of a sudden we went from like, every single time we would have sex it was i would say 90 percent like doggy position face down right all of a sudden i'm like which is still great which is yes <laughs> still a fantastic <laughs> position but all of the sudden i'm like i want to be laying on my back i want heart to heart i want face chest to face to chest, chest yeah. to chest i want your breath on my ear i want to see your eyes all of the sudden everything changed because energetically i was like he can hold me which is huge because you never i never yeah we'd talk like in those little dialogues that we'd have before you know i'd be like 
I love to make eye contact with you, like during sex, and you'd be like, "Yeah, like." I would blame it on. Eh. I would blame it on being overstimulated. Which, yes, I do get overstimulated. I'm like, yeah, I get I'm very over. I'm like looking at the lights. I'm like, oh my god, how can I? But right here's the deal: is when you are, <laughs> when you are being well fucked by a man who knows how to hold you, there's no space for overstimulation. <laughs> You're literally in a primal animal state. That is logic is completely turned off. The part of my brain that thinks so quickly that spins me out doesn't even exist anymore. And so the mental gymnastics is completely gone because you are holding the confidence in the container. And it's no longer up to me to mold the container, to craft the container, to decide how it needs to be done and where it needs to be, to just let go and allow you to do it. But once again, like this is foundational. This isn't just one time holding the space. This isn't just one time in bed. This had to be mirrored throughout our entire life, all day, every day, how we move through the kitchen, how we parent. Yeah. It's everything. It's not just sex. That's why this work is so fucking important. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot too. Like we talk about containers, and I, I said it earlier. I think you said it again. Like the mold, right? And I feel like a lot of the times, I was the guy in the shop, just like pouring the liquid into the mold and being like, well, "I don't give a shit what the mold looks like. I'm just here to fill it." But. But no, seriously. But then, like, I started being like, well, these molds suck. Like, someone, we need to make a better mold. And, like, I got to be the fucking one to do it. Yeah. And I want to be the one to do it. It's not, like, something that, like, I go, okay, I guess I'm going to make a better mold. I got to be the one to do it. It's like, no, I crave to make a better mold. I crave for this to be better. I want this to be better. Like, let's... Let's reshape this shit. And I think we got to a point, too, where I think it's important to bring this up. Um... You know, there was a lot of times that I would, I call it like bending or settling. Like I, I used to, it's not like, it sounds, it's so, it's so nuanced. And if you're listening to this and you, you get it, you get you it. it. Yeah. Right? Take it how you want it. But it's just like, I would have sex that I ne necessarily didn't want to have it. And it would just be like, you would be like feeling in very in the mood and we would be like, and I'd be like, yeah, I guess like it's been a while. I should go with it. Right. Um, and I'd kind of just like get over it and those it, like, it would get good. It wouldn't like be bad, but it just was like looking back on that. That's like an agreement that I had to completely cancel out. And I, I had this moment where I was like, I refuse to have sex if I feel like that at all. I refuse. And which is, this is where like I enabled my own behavior for years because I allowed myself to go into sexual dynamics that didn't feel a hundred percent. And then I was upset when sex wasn't a hundred percent of what I wanted to be like. And it's like, yeah, I had made an agreement. So I started refusing to bend and like, I call this queen shit like, no. And it had, it really called you into some well, king shit. Yeah. And like that, specific experience right like where you stopped doing that like it made me kind of think about the experiences that we've had and be like okay yeah like there there was a depth missing to what was happening yeah and like i knew it but i was acting in my little boy where i was like well, I'm just, yeah i just sex, want some pussy yeah right, right. <laughs> if it's available not if, that i just like want some pussy right. like, i'm not gonna go out and find some pussy but, right, like, but you want to but i wanted to have sex like with my wife but but it also like yeah you like kind of in a sense like abstaining is that even the right word abstaining abstinence but uh yeah you doing that kind of like 
opened the window for me to see out and be like, oh shit, okay, this this can change and this can be better and we can do this differently. And it, it gave me more respect for you because because you didn't always, you never really expressed to me before that you were doing that, right? Right. Until it was like almost cut and dry. Well, and that's things I think I had been trying to express it for years, but that's the thing is this is the really Well, and big, I wouldn't have heard it properly. Yeah, well, this is the, there's a really big shift here that happened where I there was a lot of outward energy for me being like I'm trying to tell him how to fix it and tell him what to do and all this and it was just it was literally as simple as me calling all my energy back into my body and being like you know, I wanted to say like I demanded better, but I didn't demand it. It wasn't even about a demand. It was literally about like an agreement I made with myself. And then it completely mirrored out into how you showed up. Um, well, and that's, I think, a hard part for you. Maybe not you in particular, but probably you, but like women in general. Like if you're going to take this stance, like you don't know how your man is going to react. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. like, it could ruin everything. You guys could. Oh, crumble. I mean, let's talk and, about ruin, though, right? If you well, choose to no, own yourself, on, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could it could crumble and it could ruin, right? But it's all dependent on how the man shows up, right? And I could have taken it and stayed in my fucking little boy energy and cried in the corner, and been like, "He's a bitch," but like, you know, I I really wanted i needed that calling calling up calling out right i think it it took us years to get there because i do want to acknowledge like there was a lot of times that i tried i didn't know how to bring up the dynamics but i feel like for years i would try to bring things up and you would like go into like defense and shame which i think is like very natural so if you're a man listening to this and that's like where you've been like okay that's great but also I mean, maybe you can speak to that, but it's like, you know, defense and shame isn't going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you into the next layer. It's just going to literally make you a victim of your own reality. And I can't. No, because defense and shame never leads to change, right? It just leads to stagnancy and resentment. Yeah. Like if, if you're coming at me, telling me like you have wants and desires and maybe the way I'm showing up isn't producing those wants and desires, like. What good is Megan being like, well, you just want wrong or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like redirecting and like not owning it and not getting vulnerable. I think that's one thing I've been learning a lot lately too is like you have to get vulnerable and you have to be okay with being vulnerable. And that's fucking scary because it, it can open a lot of fucking doors that you know have been there, but you just never wanted to open. You pretended like you didn't have the key to it, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fumbling around your key ring, like, oh, I guess I can't open this door right now. <laughs> we'll have to find that key another day. The last weeks of Kiminami, uh, where, you know, you talk about some taboos and fantasies and stuff, and, you know, you're over here trying to pretend like you don't have any, and I was like, oh, come on, like, you got, but yeah. even that vulnerability sure. of, like, being like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so afraid to, like, say these things that I, I secretly think about or I secretly want because you're so afraid of of what my response would be. Right, and it's, like, but, so like, simple. Right. But, but there's, like, that is, like, I mean, that's kind of what... You have to do, you right? Have there's, to. there's no, can't hold back anything. But then comes back to can you hold space for your partner? Mm-hmm. Like, women, if your husband is coming at you and he's like telling you about this fantasy and it's like really triggering and it's, it creates embarrassment, it creates low self worth, it creates all these questions in you, can you see that he is being vulnerable with you? Yes. That's all you want, right? I have full body chills because I know this is going to hit for someone. Um, 
and be like grateful for the vulnerability. And can you hold your frequency within and be like, I'm not about to project all over, like, just because I don't feel like I'm enough for him or like, I'm nervous that I'm whatever it is that his, you know, taboos and fantasies is just one of many ways this can show up. But if he's bringing that to you, are you going to project all over him and close down? Or are you going to get curious and stay open and hold space for him and vice versa, right? Like how, how, how threatening would that be if you're maybe a man who's struggling with like low self-worth or low self-confidence and your woman's like, I want a threesome with three dudes, right? Like, I don't know what your fantasies are, but like, right. Well, I think too, another thing to be said about, I mean, I could talk forever on this vulnerability because I feel like that's what I'm like really diving deep into my own life right now. But I feel like as men and as like the societal conditioning and training that we've gone through is like men aren't vulnerable. Like it's, you're not vulnerable. They're just, this is not what we do. And I feel like there is a draw in men to be able to have this vulnerable space, but we get so deeply triggered and so quickly defensive and we'll turn it back around if we're not met properly. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, Kind of like you talk with me, like you, you need me to be able to hold space for you. And like when you're going through something and I feel like that's easier for me to hold space for you than maybe it is for you to hold space for me. That could be a story I'm writing, but, <laughs> but also like, I think it's one of those things kind of like trust, right? It's the expression or whatever. It's like trust is hard to gain, but quick to lose. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with vulnerability. Like if your man shows up and he's finally vulnerable with you once and it's not up for you. It's not up for women or men to decide what the other's vulnerability is. You don't get to decide what's vulnerable, right? Like if you just show up and you hear them and you see them and you can work through that with them, they'll come back and it'll it'll keep growing, right? But if you if you shut it down right away, if if you hold the line and you, you can keep going, but if you like shame them or even make fun of them, like even if that's like your guys' dynamic, right? It's like you guys kind of poke fun at each other, but like if they're vulnerable don't fucking poke that. Yeah. Because he will not come back. And also, not for a just, long time. <laughs> let's just say, like, we're going to just do a really quick detour into that. How many... That was a marriage dynamic for us for a long time was, like, poking fun at each other and teasing each other. And, um, like, that's just... That's such a mask. That's straight up bullying. Like, that's not a healthy dynamic for marriage. And there's definitely, there's, like... There's spaces for, like, yeah, playing. There right? is, it's playful. But, like, when you... Just being rude. <laughs> when you don't have a clean and clear foundation and all of your shit... Is is not out and, and both of you are like holding repressed or suppressed thoughts and wounds and you're not like when there's not a clean foundation and you're poking fun of each other uh, that shit's not fucking healthy no that's that's like a that is a, such an activation that like t- to do this work and to commit to it and yeah i really epic sex isn't about the tips and the tricks and how to write a dick right uh you know it's the epic, mind-bending, heart-opening, expansive sex, which is actually just deepening your marriage, your ability to hold each other, this is a long game. Right. And I think kind of on that, too, like a lot of the times before, it was like kind of like subconsciously my goals for sex is like, okay, like, get home. Get, <laughs> come. No, but like, like, get horny, get you horny, penetrate, you come, I come. It's over. Sweet. Like yeah, that, that's it. It's porn culture. It's porn culture. And it's very wrapped in a bubble, like right this tiny little bubble. Yeah. And like I think I think maybe one time you'd said it to me where you were like, 
I think it was one of those times where it really hit, and we talk about this a lot of times, where Hannah can say the same thing over and over to me for years, but then one time she words it differently and it all makes sense. Or Kimonami words it differently. Or somebody else words it, yeah. <laughs> somebody else words it differently and it makes sense, but it was kind of like, sex doesn't start when we lay down together. Sex starts when we wake up together. Like, it's sex is... Sex started not, seven years ago when yeah, I when met Yeah, when we you. met each other, right? Like That's it's, literally it's it. It's every day, it's every moment, it's every conversation, every look, every kiss, every touch, every experience. It's a dynamic between two people. Yeah. Am I safe? Will, it's both people. Am I safe to fully be me in front of you? Can mm -hmm. you hold my fullness? Are you willing to be patient with me? Are you going to project all over me? Can you own your shit? Are you codependent on me? Do we enable each other? And like those questions, I feel like I could have read those questions six months ago and like known the answers, but then we dive into this work and have a really set container and it's like, oh my God, no, we enable the hell out of each other. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to hold space fully and we're still learning, yeah. right? And and this isn't like, when I talk about epic mind bending, heart opening sex, like that doesn't mean that every night we just like roll into bed like wild animals and like fuck the shit out of each other for hours. Like, no, like there's still so many I mean, people can call them blocks. There's still so many moments. There's hiccups. There's discomforts. But the thing is, I think the big perspective shift is that those things aren't like, a, it's not a block. Like this is, we're going to deepen here. And it's not like a, we're just stuck in the same block every single night. It's like every single day it's different and we deepen it and we explore it. And it's not like this, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with you. Someone's not doing something right. Yeah. That's That doesn't even exist anymore. It's like... It's like, okay, what's here? Right. I was going to say, I think like the old me, the past yeah. me, the unexpanded version of me would have taken, not would have, I did. I took, did. Th I took those moments personally, right? And I'd be like, yeah. oh, fuck, I, I did something wrong or what the fuck did I do this time? Like, yeah. you know, I would take them personally rather than just being able to hold space, hold the line, understand that it more than likely wasn't something that I had done, but it was something that you were experiencing and I was a part of and like not even realizing that I could help these moments out by just growing the fuck up and learning that not everything's about me and like taking it personally and seeing you what are you going to say? I'll say vice versa, too, because there's a lot yeah. of times where I'm like, I'm just projecting all over you that everything is your fault. When in all reality, I'm like, I have like some deep wounds that I have not attended to that I've decided that now you are the villain of all my wounds. And you 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 touched me in the wrong way. And the touch was too heavy and the touch was too light. And you kissed me weird. And I don't like the way your hands touching this. And it's like, it's like, whoa, like, what if I just showed up and said, like, I don't feel safe in my own body right now. And also there's a little bit for you to own there because I'm like, you know, what have you done all day today to create that container for me? Yeah, I think there's a lot too to be said about like, obviously this whole, especially with Kim is coming together. It's like you guys doing work together, together. but if you're not doing work on your own, it's only going to go so fucking far or it's going to go nowhere, right? Well, like somebody's got to move first. That's always my, and I, I yeah. honestly, you know, if you're listening to this because your wife sent it to you, it, she, she's trying it's to too late you know that's it and I always like and I have this I conversation have with, I move first and that's I don't know I don't think that's a bad thing I think that's like women are here to I think we're, we're creators we're expanders right and I feel like men are here what did he say the other night men are here to, to touch their own creator right to touch to touch God um, you know which we can go, I'm not going to dive into that one, but essentially like, I feel like there is like this, like, okay, like I'm going to move. I want to change. I want to expand. 
are you going to come with me? And that doesn't mean that we have to be on the same journey. You know, and I've been telling Mason this for years and we, I've said it a million different ways where I'm like, I don't give a shit who you are. Be somebody, Mm -hmm. be somebody who wants something more because I want more. And that doesn't mean that where we're not, that doesn't mean that where we're at is not enough. It just means like, I want to go, I want to explore with you. I want to expand with you. I want to have more sex with you. And this is the interesting thing is, um, yeah, like, like how, how you would have taken, you know, like wanting to take a course years ago. I feel like you, you would have been like, I would have probably been offended, right? Like, yeah. Like I don't need some, some lady to tell me how to do this. Or right? I would have come up with some excuse like, well, that's so much money. We don't, we have other places to put that right now. Like we don't need to do right. that. It's not a, it's not a priority. It wouldn't have been a priority for me because I wouldn't have felt how authentically true it was, or I would have just been denying myself yeah. the reality of the fact that I had didn't want to fall fallen short. Yeah. yeah. And both of us had, I mean, I don't want this. Yeah. This isn't just like a whole like Mason thing. Like I'd like to throw it out there too. Like this, this took us to the fucking depths. Yeah. Like, yeah. This course did. It's not just like all like fairies and rainbows and coming happily <laughs> coming on unicorns. <laughs> but like it, it, it it's tough, but it's supposed to be tough, right? Then that's it's change. Nice. Change is hard. You know? oh, it's the course is like a make make it or break it. When I look at it, where I'm like, if you well, we were also in extreme circumstances yeah. when we took a trailer with our two kids, but we've been in the we've been through the ringer. But that's also I, I love that, right? When I when I look at this work, I'm like, if you're gonna peel back the layers of your relationship, because that's what this is, right? This sex work isn't about you know once again how to suck a dick or how to have a cervical orgasm. Like that's not what this is. Is, I, you will learn both of those things. <laughs> um, but it really is like, if your relationship is like not healthy, if like you, if one of you does not want to grow, if one of you doesn't want to be with the other one, like truly not on the surface, because sometimes that is surface. I think for a little bit, Mason didn't want to grow on the surface and I didn't want to be with him on the surface. Once we peeled all that back, it was like, oh shit, what's actually here? And do we want to like, I call it like burning all of our old agreements, but like the way we worked as a couple, are you willing to burn that and like start over? We have to. You have, yeah, you mean you, yeah, you definitely have to. We're almost 30 now. We were started dating when we were like 20. Like we can't have the same agreements we had 10 fucking years ago when we were 20. That would be horrendous. That would be the worst. (laughs) It has to start to work differently, especially as we develop an age and like, are you, are you the person I want to do this, this next layer of, of union with? And you are right. And that's mm-hmm. also you are too. Mm. <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Meeting yourself can be really, um, can be painful and intimidating, but I really think, um, when you both are committed to it, it can be so expansive. And... Yeah. I know as men, like I've, I've, I've said this phrase to a lot of men, like in the past couple of days, but like as men, it's really fucking easy to lie to yourself about how you are and who you are in this world and how proud of you, yourself you may or may not be. Like, I feel like I could have said that I look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm a good fucking man and I'm proud of who that is in there. And that's not to say that that's not true still or that it wasn't true then, but like that statement almost inhibits growth, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of looking in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm doing well, but I could be doing better. Like, I feel like reframing the idea of doing better means that I'm falling short yeah. rather than like being excited that the fact that like there's more room to grow. 
Well, it's just like that integrating shadow work, right? What like allowing yourself to be imperfect, allowing yourselves to look at your your sex your sex life in your marriage, whether you're having sex, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you haven't had sex in years. Maybe you guys have sex all the time. You know, maybe, maybe your roles are reversed from ours. Maybe they're completely different, but it's like, I feel like any, you can come at this from, you can, from any angle. Yeah, <laughs> do I want to, it's not even about the partner at this point. Um, do I want to be feeling pleasure? in my life. And it's not just sex. Do I want to be meeting my fullness? And if you're going to be saying like, yes, I want to have these deep orgasms. I want to have pleasure. I want to have wealth, right? Like the way we show up to, I mean, it's all a mirror. Um, you know, the way you show up is, are you open to receive and are you open to give? Are you in this energy game of giving and receiving and pleasure and experience, or are you closed off from life itself? And if you want to do the work, you can. And um, I had talking to a friend of mine who was talking about like, oh, like needing a container to do it. And like, yeah, like anyone can, anyone, you know, let's look at New Year's, right? You can set a goal to lose weight or work out or whatever, but like without the gym, without the, let's say you don't have a gym, you don't have a trainer, you don't have an equipment, you don't have any, like you could like pull up a YouTube video. You've never worked out. Like, is it going to get done? Um, maybe a little bit, maybe you'll spend years and yeah, for a little bit, you might spend years building that, but like you, you want to have like make a commitment, like get in a container that has all the resources put together and do the fucking work. And that's when I look at coming together, that was it is like, we've been having these conversations for seven years and then boom, uh, six, 10, 10 weeks, 16 weeks. And it's like, I'm like, oh my God, how did we not, how did we not do this sooner? Right. And I think like kind of what you're saying too, I know, I know like investments in money is motivators, right? Like yeah. you're like, shit, I invested this money. Like, I want to see this through, Yeah. you know? And, um, I feel like I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're kind of wrapping this up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to say too, it's like to the men, it's like, Sure, I'm sure you're having sex and I'm sure it's great for you. And I'm sure it could be great for your woman too. But like, if I told you like, hey dude, this could be way fucking better. Like, are you gonna be like, no, like he's, he's not talking to me. Or like, you could fuck your woman way better. She could feel way more pleasure. Like, are you gonna deny her that? Like, I'm sorry. Like, are you gonna deny your woman more pleasure? <laughs> And this is, I mean, if you're a man listening like, to this. You're probably, pleasure isn't binary, right? Yeah, if you're listening to this and either of you have a have watched porn, like, let's be real, that's going to need to stop very you quickly. Cast that aside, yeah, cast, sure. Which, you know. Oh. Which was very fucking hard for me, I will admit, because I yeah. watched porn for a very long time. Like, a lot of porn for a very long time. And it did take conversations about it yeah. for me to kind of own up to it. And like everything, right? Ownership is the first step. And then just like really like looking at the relationship with that and like what it did and how it affected me and how it affected our relationship. And then once you're past it, just like, I can't even imagine like, doing that again. Like four, four or six weeks, I think. Like four to six weeks, like after it's just kind of like, whoa, what was that? That was really weird. Yeah. And then like going back to it and being like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. why did I even do that? Okay. Like, and then like also I... 
did not shame you in that process. I held space no, for you. you. I trusted you. Gave very vulnerability. And I did not take it personal. There was like a couple slip ups or whatever. But he also owned it. Like I'd be like, okay, like it, yeah. how are you doing? And he he would be like, oh, you know, I like I watched it a couple weeks ago, and I'd be like, okay, like how how did it feel for you? How was it? And you know, um, we talk about it. I'm like, okay, like let's see if we can let's try this again, and holding that container together. But um, yeah, like really breaking free of like what what sex is. It's not you know I'm gonna just wrap this up. It's not this quick little you know, uh, two minute, five minute, 10 minute, 30 minute hour container every night. This is, this is everything and you can carry it all day and your relationship can feel clean and you guys can walk the flames together and have the tools to do it. And whether or not you take the course, I literally, I'm unattached. I I do think it is important to have these conversations. And I really, um, I wanted to get our story out there. It feels mm-hmm. important to invite other couples to to have these conversations. And no matter where you're at in the journey, like it's never a bad time to begin. Like you could just begin today. You could begin tomorrow. You could send this to your partner and be like, "Do you want to? Do you want to try things different?" Even outside of sex, right? This personal growth. Like you just yeah. you can just do anything any mm. day. You never lived this moment ever, right? <laughs> Boom. Hmm. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a leap and send it to your partner. See what sort of dialogue it stirs up for you. Or reach out to me on Insta at The Primal Priestess. I'd love to hear what comes up for you. A special reminder that Coming Together starts April 20th. Enrollment is open now. You can find the link to join in the show notes. Alongside Kim's 10 weeks of clearing, healing, and expanding your dynamics, Mason and I will also be leading a private community space for those in our sphere with a center on frequency work and some deeper dives on topics that we're not quite ready to make fully public here. Finally, if you have any questions for Mason or I, please send us an email at um, theprimalpriestess at gmail.com, and I'd love to record another episode with him soon as our relationship just keeps getting juicier and juicier. Catch us next time.